0: Hang on to your tractors, here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: Well, it is possible that some of you are waking up with a few snow flurries on a Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy to be along with you. I'm the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee. Yeah, there was a possibility of a little snow squall here or there overnight. The good news is it should be behind us by about daybreak today. Sunshine on the way. 34 are expected high today. Tomorrow will warm up to about 44 degrees, but... We do have a good 60% chance of rain in the forecast for Friday, an 80% chance of rain all the way up to 60 degrees. For the weekend so far, it looks like partly sunny skies on Saturday, 41, partly sunny skies on Sunday, 56 degrees. And then next week, warmer temperatures on the way. our ag meteorologist, who I saw at the WPS Farm Show yesterday, will bring us more weather details in just a moment. Keep the faith, slowly but surely, Wisconsin's weather is improving. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. Of course, they are getting excited about the grilling season that's coming with better weather. And right now, they've got a great brat sale going on. You can take a look at their five-pound packages of beer brats. They've got their Bavaria brats, smoke brats, smoked Kaiser brats, knockwurst, Polish, everything to get you lined up for spring grilling season. And there's two coupons available right now on their website you can take advantage of. Just go to BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. Remember, they're located at the corner of Nesbitt Road and Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. And they're also reminding people, get your order in now if you're still looking for that special Easter holiday ham or if you want to try that alternative, a smoked or full-flavor kielbasa. I know I tried it last week along with a little red cabbage and loved it. BavariaSausage.com can get you connected. Local
2: road improvements is one of the priorities at the state capitol. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and I caught up with Representative Travis Tranel. He chairs the Assembly Agriculture Committee, and he's a dairy farmer in southwest Wisconsin. Some of the highlights from our conversation is that he wants to see local infrastructure improvements and continued producer-led watershed grants. Representative Travis Tranel tells me all about what he's hearing and proposing at the state capitol in Madison.
3: Right now, the state of Wisconsin, hopefully most of your listeners know, we are in a pretty strong fiscal position. We have anywhere between a 7 and $8 billion budget surplus, depending upon what estimate you believe. And what that means for rural Wisconsin and agriculture in particular means we have opportunities. Uh, There are a lot of people that are asking for those dollars, and it's our job, especially on the Agricultural Committee, to make sure that rural Wisconsin and farmers have a seat at the table. And so uh, as we should be doing, we're trying to take advantage of this budget opportunity, and in particular one thing we're working on now that a lot of your listeners might be interested in we're trying to create a program where we recognize that there are 62,000 miles of town road in the state of Wisconsin, and it's unfeasible for us to improve all of those roads at once. The fiscal would just be way too high. But what we're trying to do is come up with a program where we can identify rural roads, whether they be county or towns, that would impact agriculture in a significant way. And then hopefully we can redo and enhance those roads. A lot of people farm on town roads. I'm a dairy farmer. Our farm is on a town road right now. It's posted. So we're having a difficult time. Uh, We bed with sand. We can't get sand in. Uh, So there's lots of examples where farmers do more damage to their machinery uh, on town and county roads than they do in the fields. Uh, That's a problem. And so uh, our committee right now, uh, we're in the process of drafting legislation where we can hopefully create a program where we can start to tackle these issues. Not all 62,000 miles of town road at once, but a smaller, more targeted approach where roads that have significant economic impact, especially when it comes to rural Wisconsin, agriculture, forestry, et cetera, can be improved.
2: Can you help us understand the scope of what the Assembly A committee does?
3: Yeah, that's a a great point you bring up because one of my frustrations uh, as not only a producer, but also somebody who has served in the legislature now for seven terms is that a lot of our ag policy is federal and it's directed by the United States Department of Agriculture. But people don't realize our state Department of Ag, we call it DATCAP, has a lot of influence and a lot of reach when it comes to how we do state regulation. And so things like CAFO permits, for example, that all comes from the state, does not come from the feds. Uh, Infrastructure, which we're talking about now, the state primarily is gonna have to be the ones that takes uh, the forefront in that effort, especially because Wisconsin's $105 billion ag industry The reality of that is most of that is done off of town and county roads. You don't have a whole lot of farms that use interstate uh, for their access point, for example. So I often tell people that if we were talking about siting a factory, for example, you wouldn't think twice about improving the infrastructure, whether it be increased highways, more sewer, more water, etc. But when it comes to farming, in rural wisconsin we really haven't done anything to significantly invest in our infrastructure for the last 50 or 60 years and the reality is look at how farming has changed now Uh, the equipment's just gotten bigger whether that's the farm implements themselves or even the trucks that are taking products from the farm or bringing products to the farm And I think it's imperative that we understand as a state government, if we're going to continue to rely on the agricultural industry, which we obviously are, it's our second biggest industry in the state, is responsible for the employment of roughly 430,000 people you have to invest in that infrastructure from time to time. Not only roads, we're doing it with broadband too because these farms now are relying on technology more than they ever have. And so that's just uh, one example of something that uh, we're focused on in the Ag Committee right now as we speak.
2: What have you been hearing? What have you been learning in the conversations you've had with different Ag groups and farmers?
3: Yeah, the ag groups are always so important, and that's anytime I get an opportunity to talk to a farmer or a producer, I often tell them that it's important that they are active and involved in those groups because those groups do have a big voice at the Capitol. Uh, Right now, as we've mentioned, we're going through the budget process, and there's uh, lots of things that the ag groups have brought to our attention Uh, farmland preservation being one of them. We want to make sure that we can uh, up the spend that we are currently uh, doing in that program because obviously protecting Wisconsin farmland is so important. Producer-led watershed groups is another thing that we're hearing a lot about, and I've seen that firsthand. That's another example of where I really appreciate the ability to both be in the legislature and be a producer because no matter what we quote-unquote tell farmers or producers to do, they're never going to do it unless they believe in it themselves. And these producer-led watershed groups have just been a fantastic example where farmers and the industry themselves have figured out what works, and then because they see it work on their farm or their neighbor's farms, they want to do it. And uh, we can't overemphasize enough how farmers are the best conservationists that there are. And anytime I get an opportunity to remind somebody, especially from a more urban setting, that farmers care about the land as much, if not more than anybody, because it's our livelihood, it's what we want to pass on to the next generation, it's key that we realize that producers and farmers want to take care of their resources, and they don't need to be regulated to death to do it. Uh, so obviously, uh, watching that play out in the budget process, but ultimately, you uh, Anytime those ag groups come in they have our ear and we're always looking uh, forward to not only hearing what they have to say But more importantly hearing what their members have to say
2: Representative you've referred back to the home farm quite a bit during our conversation. Why don't you tell us about the farm?
3: Sure, so I farm in uh, Southern Grant County in the southwest part of the state. Our farm is about 15 minutes from Iowa, 15 minutes from Illinois. It's right on the Mississippi River. It's a dairy farm. We milk about 550 to 600 cows. Uh, I started farming pretty early in life. My father was unfortunately diagnosed with multiple myeloma cancer uh, when I was in high school, and that's really when I took over our farm. And for about the first 10 years, I milked about 100 cows and had a couple employees. And then about 10 years ago, I brought in uh, three of my first cousins, and we expanded our farm and formed a partnership. Uh, We farm under the umbrella Toronto Family Farms, and uh, fortunately, uh, that's really been what's allowed me to be an active member in the legislature and still uh, maintain my true passion, which is farming. So it's just wonderful to be able to do both jobs and and do them both pretty well. And again, it's because just like so many of your listeners out there uh, back home, we just am part of a family farm and hope to be for a very long time to come.
2: What happens in the Assembly A committee is just a step in the policy process. Not only do you have to work with your colleagues, you have to work with the other side of the aisle, but you also have to work with our executive branch, the governor. Are there specific items, either in the budget or maybe from a bill standpoint, where there is a healthy appetite from both sides of the aisle?
3: Yeah, that's another great question. Uh, Unfortunately, I wish there was more dialogue with the executive branch, uh, they don't exactly tell us what they will and won't support. They just kind of say that they're interested in whatever it is we ask them about. And so what we focus on primarily is making sure that we have the votes to get it through the Assembly and to some extent making sure we have the votes to get it through the Senate. And thankfully, even though the communication's not as strong as what we would prefer it to be, Broadly speaking, I would say that the governor has supported agriculture uh, when we do get bills to his desk and we can convey to them why and how they are important. So I guess I always operate with the sense that we will give the executive branch the benefit of the doubt. And if it's good for all of Wisconsin agriculture, uh, that the governor will sign it. That's not always the case. Uh, We worked on some bills last session that uh, dealt with emergency medical services, obviously hugely important for agriculture because everybody that's involved in farming understands how dangerous of a profession and how dangerous of a job it can be. Unfortunately, those bills were vetoed and we're just gonna work on them again. So that's one of my biggest frustrations with politics versus farming is uh, farming, you work 15, 18 hours a day, you see the the results at the end of that and when you go to bed at night you're really tired but you feel good about it because you see what you got done in the capital unfortunately you can put in just as long of hours but you really don't know where it's going to go or if it's going to go but that's just the belly of the beast
2: we're talking with state representative travis Trannell out of cuba city wisconsin who chairs the assembly agriculture committee he's also a dairy farmer in southwest wisconsin from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm stephanie hoff
0: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: Staying connected with Wisconsin agriculture from your phone is now easier than ever with the Farm App. It's your source for the latest news, weather, and up-to-date markets. Catch up on our daily podcast and join the conversation on the topics that are directly impacting you. You can download the Farm App in Apple iTunes or Google Play stores by searching 97.7 FM The Farm, or you can visit midwestfarmreport.com.
5: You can rely on Blaine's Farm and Fleet for the best prices on just about everything, like Hillman Builders Hardware. Right now, it's $1.99 a pound. All ADS culverts, tubing, and poly pipe now 10% off. And save $100 on a Hobart Handler 210 MVP MIG Welder. On sale, $1049.99. For the best prices on the products you need, shop
4: Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. At Bergstrom Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. (laughs) You've been told no before. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom. Sprucing up your office space can be pretty darn simple with Office Furniture Warehouse of Madison. We design it, we install it, and we even give you a 5% referral discount. Better yet, we take care of the old stuff for you. You deserve a new look. Impressive office furniture with warehouse pricing makes Office Furniture Warehouse America's go-to office furniture store. Visit OFWGoMadison.com
6: or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side.
0: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. As we start off a Wednesday morning, some of you folks might have actually woken up with a little snow squall or so. That's what I'm hearing, anyhow. Let's find out the details. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joining us for your Compeer Financial Ag Weather Update. Did Did I miss something? It didn't happen in Madison, but I'm guessing there might have been somebody that saw a few flakes.
5: We've got a little right now. In fact, I left plenty of dog prints on the deck with just that new little bit of a cover. Not, so it's happening. In, go no, ahead.
1: I was just going to say, it. so it's going to be moving through pretty quick. I'm thinking about people that are trying to plan the day for Ag Day at the Capitol or going up to Oshkosh.
5: It ought to be just fine. Uh, yeah, there's some snow here at Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam up toward Oshkosh. Not going to last more than another hour. You know, a good little dusting. That's about it. We know the pavement is warm up. It's going to melt off the roads pretty quickly. Could be a little slick in the east this morning. But beyond that, we're in for a pretty fair day. Temperature's still cooler than normal, yes, but the sunshine will be around, although there will be morning clouds, especially in the east. The sunshine will break through today, brightening up, making for a very, very fine Wednesday, there's no doubt. But cool, yes, a cool front strong through the state. That front now down around southeast Wisconsin and further on into Iowa around that front. That's where the precipitation is. It's dropping away from us watch it it will return as a warm front with a stronger low building in from the west and we have to be prepared temperatures will warm a little bit on into thursday in fact heading back closer to normal at least in the mid 40s or upper 40s here and there that's a lot closer to normal than we've been in a week or so and it could actually stay very mild thursday night and take us way above normal for friday But yes, that's with a warm front building up out of the south, low pressure pulling in from the west, and a cool front that drops in out of the northwest, all three working together, leading to rain. Rain that even a few snowflakes could be with it later Thursday on toward Thursday night showers, maybe even some thunderstorms rolling in that rain chance lasting into the day Friday and then changing back and mixing with snow and the like as we head towards Saturday. Some rain amounts up to a half or one inch at La Crosse and Boston to an inch or even an inch and a half from Madison to Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac look like something will add up. That includes whatever falls late Thursday on through Friday and into early Saturday. Sounds a bit more wet, but at least more mild. Temps even above normal Sunday and into early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. I grew up around animals. When I went to help a neighbor milking cows, it's when I realized there was a whole other aspect of being a veterinarian and the dairy cows, I just kind of fell in love with them as an animal the neatest animal
0: on earth, so to speak. I really want them to be the best functioning animal that they can be.
5: I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com.
0: Rural insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong
1: all right, buddy, let's uh, lay it on the line for the folks that are out and about. Stan says it looks like it's going to be chilly walking up to the Capitol today. Uh, we saw you yesterday at uh, the Oshkosh show, and it was a beautiful day then.
5: Oh, it was a beautiful day. Yeah, a little cooler today. I guess that's the unfortunate part. Just dress accordingly, but uh, in Oshkosh, you will be in buildings, and that's going to give you a pretty good break. But our Computer Financial Ag Weather Update is for morning clouds, some snow in the east ending Clouds clearing across the state, becoming more sunny, but mid-30s today. Yesterday was at least low to mid-40s. Mid-30s today, northwest winds 5 to 15. Clear overnight, not all that cold. A lot of upper teens, maybe a 20. Northwest winds at 5 skies will become mostly cloudy through the day thursday later in the day rain developing could have some snowflakes as it gets going into the upper 40s however i'd expect some 46s and 48s south winds about 5 to 15 showers even thunderstorms thursday night into the day friday closer to 60 upper 50s or 60 at least on friday but quite breezy. South winds a good 10 to 20, gusting near 35 miles per hour. We'll begin shifting back toward the east Friday night into Saturday, Pam, and that's when that rain starts changing over to some snow, but mostly going to be really wet precipitation as we head through the end of the
1: week. I'm looking forward to the time when I, I don't have to like let my vehicle warm up before I go out. You know what I mean?
5: Well, you'll be fine Friday night and Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, just keep the, boot, <laughs> keep the boots close, that's for sure. Well, there'll be that, there. yeah. yeah. All right, man. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. You bet. See ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, of course, is your partner when it comes to rural and financial needs of any type. Uh, planning on building something out in the country, need a little help, need a little guidance? Boy, Compere Financial can get you started. Just go to Compere. Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the farm show and some of the activities you might want to take advantage of up in Oshkosh. And we'll see you as a team, the whole Midwest Farm Report, down at Ag Day at the Capitol, coming your way later today.
0: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know? Adding Heads Up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your
3: beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long. Ask your seed dealer to apply Heads Up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. Learn more at headsupst.com.
7: Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire.
8: Let your natural
7: beauty shine through. Visit us at SockPrairie.com.
4: You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flaps. Carbon World Health offers Emsculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. Emsculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at carbonworldhealth.com.
7: When it comes to custom
5: wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler.
7: Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands, whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum. You bring your wedding band idea, and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
2: My like the price.
7: At Bergstrom
4: Automotive we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. (laughs) You've been told no before, join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes.
9: experienced electricians come join our team here's dan a commercial journeyman for ever ready electric
4: family company they take care of people they take care of their workers there's a lot of benefits to working for ever ready including the fact that when you work on your education they do reimburse you for that time they're very good about sick time and very good about family
9: competitive wages great atmosphere great benefits apply at everreadyelectric.net for all your electrical needs we are ever ready
5: you know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment,
4: tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service.
6: Tom's
0: Auto Center. the getter get done to
4: get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
2: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can
1: Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble.
6: I believe Brian Goodu has some sheds of truth to what he says. What else do I think he's spinning as well?
8: I I don't I don't understand Goody saying a little bit of truth and then making some of it up. Like I don't I don't I don't think that's necessary. I get what you're saying about certain things that GM say. This was not a run of the mill GM press conference. A run of the mill GM press conference yesterday would have been for Goody to say this is an, an ongoing situation right? We're not going to talk about a player who's in trade talks, right? And just deflect, deflect, deflect. He's like, yeah, this is what went down. I, I don't see any reason he would have to lie. What I'm trying to figure out is the reason he had to drop his bombshell. And that's why I'm arguing with people on Twitter, Evo. Because <laughs> I thought this was unnecessary. And Packers fans were like, good for Goody. Up oh, for he looks very and
0: bad. He, a,
6: looks very bad. A, he looks very bad. He looks very
8: bad. a set of nuts. And I'm like, what? But that doesn't do anything for the Packers. You know what I mean? Goody's job is to not win some public, you know, war of Words. It's not the WWE. It's a football team. I don't want Goody in a back and forth with a former quarterback. I want him building a good team.
6: So yeah, I, he looks he looks bad.
8: People are on my butt on Twitter.
6: He looks bad in the it. situation. I agree with you on it, Grant. He looks bad in the situation of it. Like I'm glad he said it because it's awesome to talk about. But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing? Like all you have to all you have to do is say the same crap you always say in front of a podium. Like Jordan loves yeah. our guy. We wish Aaron Rodgers the best. I uh, can't wait to see what love brings to the team in 2023. Like that's, that's literally well, all i got gonna say.
8: Like, Goody, Goody must believe and and think that Rodgers has said things about the Packers that aren't true, and he's getting frustrated with how he's being discussed, and, and maybe that's part of it, right? Like the public narrative around the Packers has gotten bad because of some of the things that Rodgers has said, so Goody feels like he needs to correct that. I, I get that, but exactly, Evo. Say the same thing you always say, just let it go. Even if Rodgers is the most massive pain in the butt, and he's lying about stuff, and he just let it go, because that's what a GM should do, right? The yeah. GM is the adult. Yeah. The GM's the job is to do what's best for the football team. I don't know if this was necessarily best for the Packers, even though it's kind of funny and it's very entertaining. I don't know if it's the best thing for the Packers.
6: So, Grant, um, enough about the Aaron Rodgers saga. Uh, I'm sure, I hope we get a rebuttal from one Brian, yeah. or uh, Aaron Rodgers coming <laughs> up here, because it would be phenomenal. Um, yeah. Have you come around to the NIT yet? Uh, I know you've been fighting that tooth and nail as well. Uh, have you come around? You're going to watch that at 6 o'clock after the Wisco Sports Show, the Badgers hopefully oh, yeah. knock on wood beating North Texas.
8: I kind of like the schedule of the NIT. I like how it's like the NFL. Like, you win a game and then you get to revel in it for a week. Like, March Madness <laughs> is brutal because you win one day and it's like in two days you got to play again. So you have no time to savor, right? The NIT, they spread this baby out. So we can win a nice tournament game against Oregon and then we can talk about it and, and, have it on, you know, in the front of our mind for a week. I don't know. I'm going to watch. I'm not buying t-shirts well, to say NIT it, final four. If you go on Twitch, it you it can works out nicely because it's 32 teams starts before the NCAA tournaments. First four and ends before the final four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, i am I like the basketball. Don't get me wrong. Not hating on the kids. Good for them. They're getting more time in their season to grow and, and all those things. I just, I don't know. I'm it's not, not going to lose my mind yeah. over it. But it's yeah, not where be.
6: you want to be. Well, no. I, well obviously. It's, but you're going to make the best of a, the worst. Closing the, the best season, of worst situation, closing the situation.
8: season with five wins True. is still Evo. awesome to see.
6: And hell, all these guys can yeah. be back. And then you, all of a sudden, you got a team that's gelled even more and learn how to win a little bit. And I would love to go at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, but the tickets are hmm, hmm, a little expensive. Grant, you want to go, Evo? I would love to. I, yes, I do. In fact, I was looking at tickets for Vegas, but in July. Um, so I, I may or may not have gotten some plane tickets uh, in the works for that, but that's in July. I, so.
8: <laughs> I almost just 20 seconds really quick. I'm sure you got to. I'm sure you got to go. I almost drunk bought tickets to see future oh. Sunday night at Pfizer Forum on Saturday night. Me and a buddy were a couple beers deep, deep. We we're like, let's just see how much the tickets cost. Uh, how much can they be? They're like eighty bucks. We almost bought them. I'm so glad that I didn't. Although it would have been a good time.
9: <laughs> <laughs> when
6: was when was future on sat- the Saturday that just happened?
8: You know, he played Sunday night at Pfizer oh. Forum oh. with like Don Tolliver. He played for less than an hour. I read yesterday. Morning. Oh, cool. well, well, yeah, dude.
6: Like oh, I saw Lil Wayne at the Orpheum a couple of years ago. He played. He was on stage for an hour, but he probably performed for forty-five minutes. I'm going to Weezy. Yeah. Lil Wayne's coming up here. God. It's in, like, two Saturdays, I think, is when I'm going again. But here's the Sylvie. So I'll, I'll report back to how long the he's on We're going to need a,
8: a full concert review after that one. I actually look forward to that. That should be
6: interesting. I'll uh, okay, tell you right now how it's <laughs> going to be. A lot of marijuana smoke, um, a medley of all his big hits, and then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and, Grant, before they should go, before we um, speak next, baseball will already be underway. How are we feeling about opening oh. day on Thursday, my man?
8: I'm feeling excited. This team has a couple of those, those young bats right like Bryce Terrain is going to be fun to watch and we'll see what Garrett Mitchell has in his his first full season
0: an industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: And they're talking about it in Oshkosh today. Day number two of the WPS Farm Show. It's a little cooler today than it was yesterday. Partly sunny skies. 34 are expected high. Tomorrow, rain in the forecast. Good 60% chance of that happening. 44 are high tomorrow. Friday, more rain in the forecast and 60 degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. Thanks so much for checking in. Well, today is the 29th day of March. What can I tell you? On this day, Back in 2004, Ireland became the very first country to ban smoking in all workplaces. Back on this date, 2004. On this day in 1974, the Terracotta Army was discovered in China. That's that famous collection of about 8,000 soldiers' sculptures that were depicting the uh, emperor's army. It was found by local farmers that were digging a well. On this day back in 1974, the Terracotta Army, discovered. On this day in 1971, Charles Manson was sentenced to death in the gas chamber. Of course, he never never did end up being executed. Instead, he died of natural causes in 2017. There you go, just a little something for you on this, the 29th day of March. Well, let's just say that the weather we've experienced around Wisconsin over the past five days is giving you a little bit more time to prepare for spring planting. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Don't forget about their downloadable app available at that site. Or if you want to pick up the phone and talk to them about a deal, 800-726-8609. That's 800 726 8609 Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group is back along with us and I was looking at uh, the com website and I'll tell you you guys are red hot busy with people trying to get those last pieces put together before everybody flies toward the field and it's not just uh, planters or tractors that are catching a lot of attention you've got some trucks that are apparently pretty popular tell me about that
9: yeah we do so you know Wednesday afternoon at one o'clock um We've got a truck auction that includes uh, six Peterbilts their 389s and their glider kits. So um, what people need to know about those is those are brand-new trucks built out of a glider kit. Uh, so you've got nice Detroit engines in them and full warranty, and uh, the prices are red-hot already on it, but we'll see what happens at the end. Uh, but quite a bit of talk about those trucks because, you know, it's, it's just what everybody wants.
1: Well, yeah, it can do so much, I mean, regardless of what type of agriculture you're involved in. Livestock could be hauling feed or, you know, bringing almost fertilizer or something like that in. If you're obviously in the grain business, uh, just keeping those tires rolling on uh, the harvest day. A lot of different ways that you can use it. And we, we don't want to just segment it about agriculture either, Ashley. You've got a lot of agribusiness. You've got a lot of construction. You've got a lot of other industries that are constantly fo- following Stephasgroup.com.
9: Yeah, we really do. And in recent years, you know, um, agriculture and construction, it's different equipment. You know, in some cases, uh, uh, with different industries. So we've hired people that are just specific uh, for construction. And so um, our our place in Denver, that's complete construction. That's all they do out there. That's a big, hot area. But we got some guys in the Minneapolis market in different places. So strictly doing construction. So we're branching out when, you know, we realize it takes – uh, different skill set and mindset to sell those pieces, also.
1: Well, and and more and more as farms get larger, they're starting to look more toward that construction grade equipment to uh, not have to constantly be doing repairs on stuff getting snapped or broken too.
9: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, before you know, you'd always see a skid loader or something on a, on a farm, but now everybody's got an excavator for doing tree lines and ditches and a and a backhoe and all kinds of different things.
1: Well, and also specialized equipment. That's another thing that you're starting to see a little bit more of on the stuffers Group. Now, like you said, sometimes those are just uh, a one-and-done kind of opportunity. So people need to keep checking back on what you're featuring every month, every week for that matter.
9: Yeah, and like you said before, we're in the middle of auction season, so we're constantly adding auctions to the website. And, you know, I always tell people, if there's something specific you're looking for, don't be afraid to just... Pick up the phone and call us. We'll watch it, watch for something like that, and let you know when it comes online.
1: Yeah, it's still a people business, folks, that's for sure. That's Ashley Heughan along with us from the Steffes Group. And if you have never, you know, it's sampled everything, the diversity of what they offer on the Steffes Group. The website is an excellent place to start. Go to steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, and you are going to see not only some of the hot items that uh, sold in the month of February, but you'll also have a chance to stay up to date on everyday activity, regardless of what you're looking for. You can also pick up the phone and call them, like you said, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us. From the Steffes Group on Tuesday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a penny and a quarter to one ninety five the forty pound block cheese was down six and three quarter cents two oh three and a quarter, but double a butter yesterday gained two and a half cents up to two thirty seven a pound now this morning in Chicago, and remember on friday we 've got that USDA prospective planting report coming out this morning we 've got December corn currently trading down two and a half. At 5.69, November soybeans are down a nickel at 12.98. But the July wheat that is up a nickel right now, 7.16 a bushel. The April milk is down eight, trading at 19.44. The May milk currently 15 cents lower at 18.43 a hundredweight. Treat your ears to more farm news online now, MidwestFarmReport.com. You can find out more about the bison burgers that they're serving up today at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Stephanie Hoff got a chance to visit with those folks. It's all available at MidwestFarmReport.com right there on our podcast playlist. Well, the beef producers are in Oshkosh as well. Coming up next, talking about consumer purchasing patterns when it comes to beef. It's time for a checkoff chat just around the corner. This
0: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: Wisconsin Farm Bureau Leadership opportunities have benefited me in multiple ways. Right now, I'm a member of the Farm Bureau Leadership Institute, and I always thought I was a good public speaker. And then we went through some of that training in our very first session, and I had these aha moments that I'm going to use when I am promoting agriculture to consumer groups. WFBF.com. You should reach out to them.
6: A voice for farmers. for
9: the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors.
0: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk.
9: See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you.
0: Commercial or residential, the Wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: It's time again for Checkoff Chats. Of course, brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, dairy producers, that involves you as well. And it's all overseen by our friends at the Wisconsin Beef Council, beeftips.com. Remember, it's also about research, education, and promotion. And I'll tell you what, we have been going down a very strong educational path talking with Mike Simone. He is the Executive Director of Market Research and Intelligence at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Now, remember, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is a contractor to the cattle. Beef Board. Cattleman's Beef Board, they decide where Checkoff dollars are being invested. During their recent convention in New Orleans, they released some fantastic consumer insights on what are consumers shopping for at the grocery store, what are they shopping for in the restaurant, and maybe as powerful these days, what are they shopping for online. Of course, Checkoff Chats also brought to you courtesy of our friends at the Equity Livestock Sales Association Barnes. Well, Mike, we talked previously about how regardless of almost regardless of where inflation's going, recession conversations, and even to a certain extent, price, consumers continue to go back to beef, stay with beef. But they may be doing it in a little bit different way. Let's kind of recap for people what you found on how consumers are shopping today, where they're going to find their beef, and maybe a a little bit about what that tells us going down the road. I was surprised, at the projections for um, online shopping for beef. That was not necessarily one of the most popular picks fresh off into the pandemic, was it?
10: No, it wasn't. And, you know, the pandemic kind of forced us into that mold uh, to do a lot of our shopping online. And people got used to it. It stuck. They loved the convenience of it, even post-pandemic. And they continue to do it. And, um, you know, it... You know, 2020, the percentage that said they bought beef, fresh beef, online was about 20%, and that more than doubled uh, just in two years, about 44% based on the survey results. Yeah. Satisfaction levels are really high. And once they make that purchase and see it's a great quality product, they can even see the picture sometimes with some of these services. And, you know, that confidence and trust in the product and the experience really grows, which generates that incremental repeat business.
1: Right. We always uh, kind of flinch when we talk about other competitors in the marketplace, Mike, and it it could be poultry, it could be bison, it could be anything else, but there's also that segment that I think our producers watch very closely, the plant-based alternatives, really alternatives in general, really interesting information that's available at beefresearch.org or beefitswhatsfordinner.com. It's curious to me that there are an awful lot of other things that consumers buy that have nothing to do with plant-based. It's just something else in their shopping cart that might bump beef out of the way for a minute.
10: That's correct. And then, again, just to review, about 69% of consumers say they consume beef on at least a weekly basis. Comparison plant alternatives are about 27%. But then you look at those people that are buying uh, meat alternatives – and they're still buying beef and other proteins that similar or regular um, or higher levels, even about 72% of meat alternative consumers say they're buying beef or consuming beef on a weekly basis. But so it's it, so it is It's about that variety and change of pace. Uh, beef is still center of plate. They still love their beef. And then there are other things they're, you know, substituting. There are beans, rice, lentils, salads vegetables pizza maybe without meat toppings egg based dishes potatoes et cetera, things like that and really in plant based again is farther down on the list about you know that 25 to 30% level
1: we've been talking and, about how the uh, trends are moving around uh consumers buying online things like that do are your antenna up at all mike when it comes to those plant based products that are out there uh, you mentioned, uh, what did you say, uh, 27%, something like that. And I, I, are are we yeah. at all amped up or aware of any changing uh, percentages there?
10: Yeah, it's been going down since 2020. It was about, you know, peaked kind of when it was media hoopla and they were kind of the media darlings in the 2019-2020 uh, uh, pandemic uh, level. It was about 34%. Uh, at the middle of that year, it's been declining ever since. Based on our survey data, it was uh, 31% in 2021. It was 27% this last year. Even this last fourth quarter, it was down to 25%. And then if, just objectively, if you look at the uh, retail sales data, it accounts for less than a half percent of total. If you look at just total fresh beef sales versus beef substitutes, it's about 0.5%.
1: No, that's, and so, pretty, like we said, that's... Pretty small piece. Yeah, yeah. And, and the headlines can be so deceiving. That's why I wanted Mike to kind of go back over that, because that's what the checkoff is all about, facts versus, versus uh, uh, maybe an advertising blitz that somebody might have seen. And now the other thing that we've really continued to notice, Mike, and the beef plays well into is uh, people are still cooking at home a lot, and that really brings about a lot of flexibility in the types of beef, that consumers can can enter into. You know, you and I were talking last time about how even with a little bit of an escalated price on steak, consumers will prefer steak. They will still, I guess you can call them, treat themselves. But ground hamburger, all of that still plays in really well with this trend of still making meals at home.
10: We do, and your spot-on steak is, you know, it, the, 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 there, there's an intrinsic value, even though it costs more. Uh, consumers feel... You know, it's like a reward or a celebration or special occasion, and they're still going to make that purchase. But even over this last year with all the uh, tremendous inflationary pressures, we've seen more consumers grav- gravitate to ground beef. And, again, part of that is the value proposition-, proposition that it offers, but also the convenience and versatility. You can just do so much with, with it, um, many different meals throughout the week, it 's easier with families. you can freeze it and pull it out of the freezer and have a have a good hearty meal and no time flat. so part of that has driven it um, actually the inflationary trends that actually been a little bit higher on ground beef because of that demand and steak is actually um, was a little bit less this past year surprisingly mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know it 's not just about the product that we 're producing mike it 's also about the story we share of the families that are out there on these uh, beef operations. That also was encompassed in this beef research. Again, folks, as I said, you want to see it for yourself, go to beefresearch.org or beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Can we talk for just a moment, Mike, on some of the parcels that were discovered about consumers' perceptions and I guess some of their concerns about the way that beef is raised? Uh, what did you note there?
10: Yeah, so overall, we asked a number of different questions. First, we just asked overall perceptions of beef in general. And by and large, it's pretty positive, about two-thirds, 68% are positive about beef. Um, and then you ask about beef production. It's also pretty positive, about 70% neutral to positive, 42% positive, so a little bit less um, than just general perceptions. But then you ask about uh, how familiar familiar. Our consumers with uh, how cattle are raised and grown. And most consumers are not too familiar. Only about a quarter, 27%, say they know or are familiar with how cattle are raised. But um, 70%, you know, a, a vast majority say they consider how their food is raised and grown when they make that purchase. So there's a little bit of an education gap there. And we ask, uh, you know, what concerns do you have about cattle production? And by large, actually, first, about 40 Forty five percent have no concerns. And if you ask what what concerns you do have, the biggest thing is animal wef- welfare, about twenty five to thirty percent roughly. And most of that has to do with, you know, making sure they have plenty of space or uh, fed properly, access to water, things like that uh, well taking care of. They're not necessarily thinking greenhouse gases or the environment or things like that. Those those aspects do come up, but it's usually single-digit responses. But uh by and far it's animal well welfare, and that's why NCBA spends so much time on uh BQA beef quality assurance, mm-hmm. making sure we're training producers and education uh for consumers to know you know that we're doing a good job. Um, How the cattle are raised. And we also track that in the survey in terms of trust and by far almost double about 60 percent versus 30 percent have trust in cattle producers and the way they are going about raising cattle compared to other proteins. So Mm -hmm. it's a good job for the industry and producers should be a proud of that.
1: Yeah, and it's, it is all the part of the same story, that is for sure. Mike Simone, along with us, he is the Executive Director of Market Research and Intelligence at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Like we said, it's not only about doing research to find out where consumers are spending their money, how they're preparing the product that you're growing. It's also looking ahead. What are the future uh, uh, apps that they're going to be using, uh, viewing of beef? And it's also about their perceptions of what you're doing on the farm every day. You want to find out more? It's just chock full of information that might. Change your opinion about a lot of different things. Go to re- beefresearch.org, beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Mike Simone along with us, Executive Director of uh, Market Research and Intelligence at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. This is all part of our checkoff chat conversation brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And dairy producers, remember that involves you as well. See what's happening with research, education, and promotion right here in our state, beeftips.com. And thanks also to the Equity Livestock Sales Association for partnering.